The views expressed on this podcast are those of the participants, not of Rogers News. Right now, IPOing it is an interesting time given what how the IPO market is doing right now. But it's also coming at a very uh, good time in some sense because because of a recent AI arm race has helped increase the share prices of uh, semiconductor stocks, especially Nvidia. So it will create kind of like a good base for ARM to argue for a higher valuation. ARM could raise up to $10 billion through a long-awaited stock market listing in the U.S. But what is a company that is in the sweet spot of chip designing worth? And why is there such a gap in expectations among investors and bankers? Stay tuned to find out in this week's Views Room. Welcome back to the Views Room, a podcast from Reuters Breaking Views, where columnists from around the world talk about the big stories of the week. I'm your host, Amy Donlan, coming to you from London. ARM is preparing for a bumper listing, but as an interesting quirk, the UK-based chip designer is looking to sell shares to its large customers like Amazon.com ahead of the Nasdaq IPO. But will all this preparation and perceived support ensure it gets a decent valuation? Here to talk to me about this very interesting situation is Karen Kwok, our technology guru, and Neil Unmack, associate editor of Breaking Views. You're very welcome, Neil. Very welcome, Karen. Well, good to be here. So it's an interesting one, Karen, because we have a bit of a famine in IPOs, haven't we, recently? So we have Arm that is preparing for this this IPO. There's been a tussle between London and New York as to where it would be hosted and London very much hoping it would be hosted here. Um, So, Karen, can you set the scene here? Why, Why is Arm one of the big companies that's out there thinking that they will do a successful IPO and why are they doing it? Oh, there are a couple of reasons for that. Uh, first of all, as SoftBank, the owner of ARM, they bought ARM in 2016, uh, delisted from the London stock market uh, for $32 billion. So a couple of years uh, since. Um, and then uh, SoftBank has uh, come up and down um, recently with all the other investment in uh, the venture capital sector. And there seems to be an urgency from their part, uh, given that uh, their portfolio is suffering uh, years of loss, a uh, couple quarters of losses, that uh, there's a need to IPO it. And that's why it triggered this kind of like an IPO of uh, their um, um, the semiconductor company. So ARM, uh, why is it so important? It's um, it's interesting because they actually make the design chips uh, that is the core of semiconductors, of, of many semiconductors and processes, rather than producing uh, chips themselves. So they're a very important player uh, in the chip industry. And that's why it's very difficult for SoftBank to uh, sell it to any players, as illustrated by the uh, NVIDIA attempt to buy ARM. So, um, Right now, IPOing it is an interesting time given what how the IPO market is doing right now. But it's also coming at a very uh, good time in some sense because uh, because of a recent AI arm race has helped um, increase the share prices of uh, semiconductor stocks, especially Nvidia. So it will create kind of like a good for for good base for ARM um, to argue for a higher valuation. Okay. Yeah. 
As Neil, if I could just switch to you um, about the IPO market in general. So why why have we seen why has it basically been so so rare to see an IPO lately? Why what has been happening with the with the equity market lately? Well, quite simply, markets have been very volatile, um, and really as a result of interest rate rises. And you know, though we've seen a lot of increase in, in share prices recently, a lot of that's been confined to the, the tech companies, and in particular the, the sort of AI chip companies. So, uh, like Nvidia. So, so really, the markets are quite volatile, um, particularly in Europe, where we really have seen very few successful IPOs recently. So, I think obviously, if if ARM is able to come off at a rich valuation, then that would actually Give give the market a bit of a bit of mojo, but that really comes down to what what is arm actually worth, and that's I sense I guess that's you know the interesting thing at the moment. Yeah, the, the price the SoftBank wants to get um, versus what the market thinks it's really worth. And so, Karen, I think I'll, I'll switch to you for that one. I mean, what is the thinking around arms valuation? There's there's quite a few numbers that are out there. Mm. Um, some of them on the lower side, some on the high side. You would imagine SoftBank, as you said, you know, spending thirty two billion dollars would hope to get. It's money back and more. What is the kind of thinking about the valuation? How should people, investors, be thinking about the valuation of the company? It's a very difficult one because um, when you value a chip company or any company, you will look at the uh, ratio between the ent- uh, between the enterprise value and the revenue or EBITDA, which is the profit. Uh, and for when you look at ARM, uh, they they are actually they were listed, so they were they are making money. So they have uh, their post to have positive positive EBITDA and possible to compare to different semiconductor uh, firms. So when you look at uh, the semiconductor uh, the available semiconductor listed semiconductor firms, you will look at like Synopus and Can Cadiz Design System, which are listed in the US. Mm-hmm. And uh, and also Nvidia. And if you look at how they perform in the past year, it's go it's uh it's quite volatile. As Neil was pointing out, the stocks were volatile. So that that triggers kind of like a different valuation range that is being reported in the press uh, in the past year or so. So, but then if you look at where they're trading now and put it on what uh, ARM generated in the last year or so, you will get roughly about about $40 billion valuation for them. But then uh, a lot of press like Bloomberg, for example, reported that um, they were looking at ARM was seeking like 60 to $70 billion, which would be a, a different, like a like a huge range um, for arm to reach yeah yes absolutely absolutely and I mean um, they're obviously doing SoftBank is, is doing its best to get people to support this IPO ahead of time which I think is, is an interesting element of this and these are essentially looking for its customers to support the IPO ahead of time I just wondered if you could talk through a little bit of that Karen who are these customers that they want and, and why are they doing this so as i said earlier uh, arm is very important in the chip uh, industry uh, so they have their customer ranges from apple uh, amazon to microsoft and at tsmc and samsung so uh, uh, what they were trying to do as reported by the press is that they were trying to encourage their customers to invest in them in ahead of this ipo uh, the two reasons for it, like uh, one is that it's a good way to set in relationship with your customers, which is actually quite commonly a common practice in chip industries. As um, for example, like T- uh, 
ASML uh, in 2012, TSMC took a 5% stake in ASML as part of their package to fund research by, T uh, by ASML, basically. And uh, the second reason for doing so is it will kind of providing like a floor to the valuation because given that you have the support of all these big clients and, and in this case, big tech companies, it will kind of help um, build confidence uh, among investors. So and you can see examples uh, of that uh, being able to do it, uh, being able to succeed as well. So, for example, this Intel self-driving unit mobile eye, they listed last year and they managed to get private equity firm General Atlantic as uh, the backer ahead of their listing. And now their shares is still 82% above uh, the IPO price. Mm. Yeah. There's, oh, I was just going to say, do you think it'll actually help them that much bring their customers up? Uh, I think it will be quite limited the impact actually uh, from my reporting and so on because uh, of obviously uh, we now see like an increase of uh, antitrust concern among uh, different countries and in this case uh, for any big tech companies to emit like Amazon and uh, and Nvidia to buy a shares of ARM, it would probably trigger similar problems. So um, according to this uh, US uh, Federal Trade Commission standard set uh, this year uh, for any deals, uh, for any sticks uh, that needs to be reported to the FTC, um, there's a threshold. Uh, any investment that comes under $111.4 million doesn't need to be uh, uh, reported to the FTC. So I've, uh, I believe that um, in order to not to go through a lengthy review and process, these uh, customer will uh, invest lower than that amount. And so in in that with this in this case, it doesn't seem like it will be much uh, important to arm valuation. Because I mean, I, I think it is interesting this idea that you know you want to have these better relationships with your customers, mm -hmm. but you're in this sweet spot of like the chip industry. So you would imagine you don't even really need this noise. There have been delays and there's all sorts of things around this, this listing that could give investors the sense that maybe the valuation is not as lofty as as is being reported. Mm. Is that a sense that you kind of get when you're kind of chatting to investors at all? Well, I guess because there are also uh, concerns about like well, some of the challenges that ARM may face, which might uh, not, which might not uh, help with their valuation uh, on or how investor value them. Uh, so, for example, uh, they are their their arm is very huge of per, uh, designing chip cores for a mobile market. They have like over ninety percent of market shares in their in their um, in the mobile sector. But then, at the same time, because they are so saturated already, uh, it might limit their growth rate and. That's uh, therefore like ARM is trying to disrupt other sector by uh, building core for like, for example, data center or uh, uh, electric vehicle and so on. But then there is still at an early stage. And that's why it could create some kind of questions among investors, whether or not they can execute it and uh, to view the growth coming forward. Very interesting. So Neil, if I could ask you then, I mean, if this, if ARM doesn't command the valuation, that if it doesn't end up being the slam dunk smash, what do you think that then will mean to the rest of the IPO market? Does that 
as you say, it's been very volatile. Does that undermine confidence then? Does it make it harder for other companies, even the ones that are in the technology space, which is it, which is seen as yeah. more attractive and more stable? Well, it'll certainly be interesting from a narrow UK perspective, because the government tried so hard to get out to list in, in London, and it used to be listed in London, and used to be very, you know, traded a very rich, rich multiple, because it was the only company of its kind in, in London, pretty much in Europe, apart from couple of other ones. So so it actually has quite a good history of trading. So if if, if the IPO is a bit of a dog, that will be that will be quite interesting. Um, there'll be a bit of a schadenfreude there maybe um, uh, on the UK side of things. Um, but uh, but and clearly as, as Karen points out, Arm um, is a complicated company, you know, it has a hugely uh, hugely powerful position in a fast growing sector, but comes with a couple of challenges and there's obviously, you know, SoftBank, the SoftBank element, they'll continue to be involved in the company after it's listed, which which may also complicate the investment thesis. Um, so so either way, however it goes, there'll be sort of arguments either way. But certainly, yeah, if, if, a, if, if a company that's active in the chip sector doesn't do well, I'm sure that will, that will sort of cast a bit of a cloud over, over the rest of the year. And obviously, there are some quite important IPOs that are due to come along, like the uh, CBC listing or, or the Galdama um, uh, skin, skin company. Okay. Well, very interesting. And we will watch, uh, as Karen, I'm sure, reports more on this. Um, and hopefully we will uh, we'll see the valuation soon. Thank you very much, Neil. Thanks, Karen. Well, thank you. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast was produced by Oliver Tashtich in London. Subscribe to The Views Room and our sister podcast, The Exchange, on Apple Podcasts, Megaphone, or wherever you like to listen. I'm Kim Vanell. Join me every morning for a roundup of what's happening at home and around the world. From the front line in Ukraine. Extraordinary how these people adjust and uh, even laugh when you take cover. To the heart of US politics. When Trump said that he expected to be arrested, it seems like he was trying to get ahead of the story. We bring you everything you need to know in 10 minutes. For your essential daily briefing, follow Reuters World News wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.